You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I am Steph, and I have a special guest here with me today from the podcast, Empowered Spirituality. So you may already know her because I find that um, when it comes to spiritual and witchy podcasts, that there are a lot of the same listeners. You guys really love these sort of topics. (laughs) So I am going to let her introduce herself and tell you all about where you can find her online. I really enjoyed your podcast, and I really like the ones that are um, about the season, so it's really cool to be here. Um, My name is Samantha Nagel. Uh, You can call me Samantha or Sam, though. Um, I'm a holistic health coach, and so that means that I focus on um, the health relationship between the mind, body, and the soul, so that does include spirituality, but not always. Um, You can find me on social media at empowered.spirituality. And then you can also find my website. Uh, It's empoweredspirituality.online. And then I have the podcast that you mentioned as well. Great. And to make it easier for everyone, as always, I will have um, all of these links over at witchwednesdays.com and I'll share on Instagram. So you will be able to find Samantha very easily um, and check out everything she has to offer. So the first question that I wanted to you know, get in with you or have you explain is what that even means um, of like holistic health coaching. Cause you offer, you know, a lot of great services for people. And I think um, people who are like starting out in, you know, alternative healing and alternative spiritual paths are often a little confused about what that even means and how they can get started in that. That's a cool question. Thank you. Um, So to me, holistic health means um, looking at health in, I guess, a holistic way, a whole person-centered way. Um, So for me, that really looks at the relationship that we have to our bodies, the relationship that we have to our emotions, to our mental health, to our spiritual health. Um, And when I talk about physical health, you know, it's okay if people are on a weight loss journey, of course, but that's not really something that I like to focus on when I talk about health. And I feel like when we're taught about health or maybe when we see health in the media, that's kind of what we see is, is how to lose weight and how to look good. Um, but we don't often hear about how to feel good. Um, and to me, the mental and emotional and spiritual health component of holistic health is just as important as the physical health. Um, so that can look like how to develop a intuitive relationship with eating and movement, how to move in a way that feels good, not in a way that makes us look good, um, because we always look good. Um, And I also really like to focus on menstrual health for those people that are menstruating as well. I think that is so important. I'm glad to have you on the podcast and, you know, the beginning of the year when this is scheduled, because I think a lot of people have that sort of mindset shift that comes with, with January 1st, that they want to lose weight. Yes. But also you just be healthier and feel better. Um, so it's a great time to sort of start that, um, practice, but I think people don't often realize how interconnected all of that really is. Yeah, that's so, and what a good point you just made about the first of the year. I didn't think about that. There's so much shame that comes and it's, 
totally perpetuated by media and advertisements and gym memberships, but it's great to get a gym membership and it's great to work out, but it's okay if you gained weight, you don't necessarily have to lose that weight that you gained over the holidays. Because eating, if you ate something that really made you feel good, that's all that really matters. Yeah, because there is this sort of interconnectedness between food and eating and emotion. And I think that goes along with the holidays, especially we just you know had Yule for those who are on a pagan path, but also Christmas and Hanukkah and all those great holidays that come up in December. And there really is an emotional component to food because of the way we consume it when we're celebrating and we have family and friends around. So even if it is decadent and full of calories, that's okay. If it, you know, fills you with a warm, fuzzy feeling because you're, you know, eating it with, it's something that your grandma made and you have these great memories associated with that. There shouldn't be, you know, shame that comes from that. Like later, we shouldn't have to feel bad about that. Oh my gosh. That's such a good point. And there's so much shame wrapped up in eating, which just feels so silly. Yeah, it, it really is. And I don't, I don't um, understand it, but I, I, I get it in that, you know, with the shift of the new year, people are kind of like, okay, I need to, I need to put that away and, you know, focus on myself. I think January is like a very inward month. <laughs> Um, you know, December, we do a lot of celebrating and and focusing on other people. So January is like the time to, you know, focus on ourselves and maybe like get back on track a little bit. (laughs) I love that way of looking at things. Cause I know in the past I've always thought, okay, it's January, like time to get my stuff together. I slipped on my goals. Not again this year, this is the year I'm going to do it. And so I feel like viewing January as as an introspective time following an extroverted time is a really cool way to look at it. I love that. And I think it's, it's nice to sort of tie that in with spirituality. Um, a lot of the listeners have, I, I had a survey for, you know, what people want to hear on the podcast in 2022. And, um, I have a Patreon account and over on Patreon, I asked the same thing. And there's a running theme with a lot of these comments, um, that people want to know like what they can do first of all, in their daily lives and what they can do to, uh, improve their, their mental health, because they're feeling like their mental health is interfering with their spiritual side and their witchcraft and what they want to practice day to day. Uh, So I think that's like an interesting thing to touch on going into January because it was such a common theme. And I think where that stems from is people not realizing how interconnected that all is and how important it is. Wow. That is so cool. And so cool that you have that feedback. I think the first thing that makes me think of is it's okay to be spiritual while also suffering with your mental health. I think I've definitely fallen into that trap of like, I'm feeling really depressed and really anxious. So I don't want to do any spell work or, you know, I don't feel connected to my higher power or goddess energy or God energy, whatever you celebrate. Um, But I think that if, if you allow it to, really being present with whatever is going on can actually really deepen your spiritual practice. And not, and um, not saying that like, oh, mental health problems are so amazing. (laughs) 
<laughs> because they allow us to do all these things. No, no, no. Um, but just, it's okay for both to exist at the same time. Yeah, it's okay if you are, you know, feeling a little lost and not yeah. feeling like you can incorporate spell work every single day. I mean, that takes a lot of energy. Uh, yeah. it, it takes an emotional toll. So if you're already feeling a little overwhelmed, um, you know, starting a brand new year, it's okay to not have all of those aspects in your everyday life. Yes. Um, there's a really great book by Rob Bell called everything is spiritual. Um, and so I, I like to really remind myself of that, that even if I'm not doing the practices that I maybe would ideally like to do because I need to take more time to rest or I'm really suffering. Um, I still am inherently spiritual and I'm still a spiritual person no matter what I'm doing. Well, I think that is a good segue into the first, this is not the first question we've been talking already, but one of the um, questions that I specifically wanted to um, ask you is what does your spiritual path sort of look like right now? And how did you get to that point? Yeah, uh, I think that's such a fun conversation because our spiritual paths are always ebbing and flowing and they look different from one day to the next. Um, but in general, right now, I'm really trying to find an intersection between kind of a Buddhist practice and then also more of a pagan practice and kind of seeing where that intersects for me. Um, so really focusing on mindfulness, um, compassion, um, but then also focusing on the magical side as well with manifestation. And uh, I'm kind of exploring working with more goddesses right now. So that's been really fun for me. Um, but it's been definitely a, a journey to get here. I know that when I was a kid, I was, I guess, spiritual now looking back on it, but at the time I just felt really weird. <laughs> um, I, I grew up in a very um, like conservative Christian town. Uh, and there's, you know, that's nothing wrong with Christianity. There's lots of amazing Christians uh, and the religion itself is beautiful, uh, but it wasn't for me. And um, the people in the town just also happened to be quite judgmental. And I never really felt like I fit in. Um, and so I didn't, I thought that that was the only option. Either you were an atheist or an agnostic or you were Christian. Uh, and I didn't think I was either. So I felt really lost. Um, and then I think maybe about three years ago is where I started coming back to my spirituality. What, you know, sort of, what was the catalyst of that? How did that change? What like sort of first steps did you take to try to figure out where you wanted to go? Yeah, um, it actually wasn't purposeful. It kind of approached me <laughs> again. Um, I worked in a therapeutic community setting um, in a drug and alcohol kind of space. Um, and it was so beautiful. Unfortunately, the facility I was at closed down, um, but it was all women and it wasn't residential, but everyone, the doors were open basically all the time. Um, and there were all these circles of women. We always met in circles. Um, and there was a, a spiritual kind of teacher there. And I was taking a course with her, sitting in with all the other ladies and just something felt so magical about being in a circle with other women. Um, and she would lead us through these um, chakra guided meditations. And that was what really opened my eyes to kind of my spiritual side again. Uh, so it was really cool. And, and 
I've always kind of towed the line of being like a solitary witch, you could say, but then needing to find my community as well. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Yeah, it really was. So now that you have a little more, you know, spiritual practice and experience under your belt over these last couple of years where you've been growing, what does a typical day in your life look like now? How do you incorporate some of those things in your everyday life? I really love that question because sometimes I'll hear people talk about like these big spiritual rituals or something. And it's like, that's cool. But like, I can't do that every day or I can't even do that every month. So I right. love that. Um, I would say on an ideal day, uh, I try and wake up a little bit early at six. Um, I live with my partner and we both work from home. Um, so it's really nice to have the house mostly to myself um, that early in the morning. Um, and I like to start with um, some meditation. I like to do maybe about 10 minutes of stillness. Um, and I usually listen to um, a little bit of music on Insight Timer and I have a timer. Uh, and then I may or may not do a guided meditation uh, if I need some extra help or support. Um, and then I always do a gratitude practice. Even if, even if the day starts out on a wrong foot or I wake up late or something, I always try and do a quick gratitude journaling and I try and gratitude, I try and find things that I'm grateful for in the last day that has happened to reflect on. And when I do that, I really try and relive that experience as if it's still happening to me. Um, and then from there, I'll set some intentions. Um, I'm writing down things that I'm trying to manifest. So an example of that is I have a joyful, loving, romantic partnership with my partner. Um, so I'll write down all the things I'm manifesting. And then I'll write down one thing I can do for each thing that I'm manifesting. So with the partner example, it could be like making him breakfast when he didn't expect it or doing the dishes, even though it's his turn or, you know, making him a nice note. Um, and then I might pull a card. Um, so I have a tarot deck and an affirmation card deck. And so I like to pull one or both of those to kind of give me some framework for the day. And then I'll always keep those cards on my desk so I know what to expect. Um, and then from there, it's usually time to start work. So I, I kind of transition that way. Which is perfect segue again into my next question is what sort of services do you offer? Because you have quite a few when it comes to um, different you know, coaching options and community sisterhood options, you have a lot of things. So, so what are some of the things that you do offer? Awesome. Thank you. Um, so actually something new that I'm offering, which is free, um, are new moon circles every month, which I'm really excited to start doing. Um, I used to do a, a free guided meditation circle every week. Um, so the monthly offering seems a little more doable for me. And, and uh, it's for all people who identify as women. Um, and we meet on Zoom every month around the full, around, around the new moon, sorry. It may not be on the exact date, but it'll be close. Um, and for that, uh, we just gather, we might do a guided meditation together, some journaling prompts or a tarot card pull, and then sit in discussion together for about an hour. Um, and then another offering I have, which is my main one, is my one-on-one -on -one sessions. So right now I'm offering sessions in three and six month packages. Um, and as a coach, I'm really there to help identify blockages, hold people accountable, um, help us find 
co-creative solutions and help people get into alignment mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, I like to really blend a lot of different aspects of my work. Um, I have a degree in psychology. I was an addiction counselor for a while. And so I like to blend that practical side um, into a, a more spiritual side. I like to work with Ayurveda a lot as well. And so we kind of focus on intuitive eating, intuitive movement, the menstrual cycle if someone menstruates, maybe working with inner child, inner parents, um, how to ditch diet culture, healthy relationships, maybe herbs to support digestion. Um, so that's my one-on-one -on -one work. And then I do group coaching as well. And so a new co cohort will be opening when this comes out. Uh, so it's 12 weeks. We get weekly one-on-one -on -one sessions with a coach, me, uh, and then weekly group settings as well. And this is also for anyone who identifies as a woman um, or non-binary, basically not male. <laughs> um, uh, and in that, Space, we really focus on all things holistic health. So career, financial health, uh, mental health, menstrual health, again, cooking, relationships, home health. Um, so that's really fun. And then I'd say lastly is my podcast, which is another free resource where I share meditations and interviews. I love that. And yeah, your meditations, are, you have such a soothing voice. So it's like perfect to do meditations. <laughs> With you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that is such a wide variety that you offer. And I think it's really great that you not only have the degree and training to back that up, but then also incorporate all of the holistic aspects as well. Because I've talked about that on the podcast before, how it's important, um, you know, witches love to turn to herbs and oils and all those things are great, but it's important to uh, seek out professional help when necessary. Like don't just pick the holistic side and ignore doctors and mental health professionals. Yeah. Like the, yeah. those things work in tandem and you can't um, ignore the mundane aspects. Like you, there are times when a doctor is important, when a mental health yeah. professional is important, you know that I'm sure more than anyone. Um, and yes, the, those, the herbs and oils and meditations are great in support of the other you know, mundane work that you're doing. Oh yeah. That's a really great point. Yeah. Thank you. So I love that you offer both of those things and combine all of that and then have the spiritual aspect to that as well. I love your idea of the monthly new moon meetings. That's a great offering. Yeah. I'd love to see you there sometime. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, that is, that is so much fun. It's such a great idea because it's, you know, new moon is the perfect time to, you know, jump into like a new, a new goal, a new project, a new, mm -hmm. you know, aspect yeah. of your health. So it's a great time to get together with, with other like-minded people and, and have that sort of community. Yeah. And it's so hard to find community now that so many things are closed down and then just being an adult is really hard to find other people to connect with. Yes. I've gotten that feedback on yeah. the podcast as well, that it's mm. just really hard to meet people in general as an adult, but then when you're also on a more non-traditional path, not that there aren't tons of spiritualists yeah. and pagans and witches out there, there are, it's just mm -hmm. still not as common as Christianity or Judaism or Islam. Like there's, it's just, 
still in the minority. So it's a little, and, and still more closeted, like a more, yeah. you know, people not willing to talk about that in, in public. So it's a little more yeah. difficult um, to find people. So it's nice to have these online community options. Yeah, absolutely. And that can be a level of shame when you don't kind of fit into a certain religion, maybe that is predominant. So it's really nice to find people. You don't have to have the conversation first. You can meet people and you kind of know that you have a shared space. Oh yeah, absolutely. So if you were to give just one, you know, main piece of advice for somebody who maybe was in the same situation that you were, that was feeling, you know, not called to the religious beliefs of, of their family or their town that they grew up in, or just feeling a little lost, um, and are just starting out sort of researching what might interest them in terms of spirituality or witchcraft, what advice would you give for those beginners? Oh, that's an awesome question. I know from my experience, once I knew I wanted something deeper and, and had a connection with something that was bigger than me, but didn't necessarily fit in those boxes, like you said, I really wanted to know what was true. And I really wanted to figure it out and, and have someone that could explain it to me. And that led me to finding lots of great resources and, and stuff like that. But I think I would have really loved to hear, to just find what feels good. Um, start going inward instead of outward when you're trying to connect with your spiritual side uh, and your spiritual beliefs. Uh, maybe journaling about what you think exists, what feels good, to, what you've always been drawn to maybe as a kid. Um, and just kind of going from there and, and knowing that it's okay to have your own path. I think that's nice. What, what feels good. I don't, yeah. I don't think enough people stop and consider that actually. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so true. That's so true. And I would, I would definitely agree with that sentiment that it's important. And also that I probably did not do that. <laughs> it probably took me a longer time to come to that, that conclusion that like, what, what feels good to me? Cause I'm not even considering that. Uh, and sometimes you have to do all the research and, and seeing what everyone else believes in to figure out if you agree or not. So it's okay if that's your path too. Yeah. And there's so many, you know, different belief systems, even within paganism or general yeah. spirituality, like you said, you're, you're going more down a goddess's path and, and seeing what you like from there. Um, there's yeah. just so many different options to explore. There's no, you know, you know, Buddhism is the only way or Wicca is the only way there's so many different things. And if combining some of those elements is what works best for you, um, then that's great too. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. I always wanted to have a label and, and figure out what religion or what belief fit me the best. Uh, and it's okay. And, and then, like you said too, it's okay to find what feels good right now and not worry about whether that's going to be your life path or not. Yeah. You can change at any time. <laughs> You're definitely not, not stuck in this or anything that you pick for yourself right now. It's all just about like studying and exploring, um, and, and seeing what else is out there. It doesn't have to mean that, that you're stuck with that for the next 20 or 30 years. Yeah, honestly, that's just good advice for everything. I, as someone who really likes control, (laughs) I really like to know what's going to happen, who I'm going to be what my label is, what I'm going to do tomorrow. And it's okay to just take it 
less seriously and go day to day. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm such a planner. <laughs> like, I love to be organized and have every step of the way, like planned out. And, um, my husband was making fun of me because with, I'd like his side of the family celebrates Christmas. So we had everything set super early. And then it was like two weeks before Christmas that I was already planning Christmas 2022. And he was <laughs> like, are you serious right now? We haven't even had Christmas 2021 yet. Can you please just stop? And we will figure that out maybe in the actual calendar year of 2022. Can we at least wait until then? And I'm like, no, no, I just can't. Like it, it's so not in my funny. nature. So yeah, I have to, that's, you know, a good reminder for myself as well is to just stop and realize that not everything needs to be, you know, super mapped out or planned like that far in advance. It's okay to sort of slow down, take things as they come one day at a time. I, I have to remind myself of that all the time. Oh my gosh. That is so relatable. Can I actually ask you a question or is that not allowed? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I was wondering, um, you said your partner and his family celebrate Christmas and I'm assuming that you celebrate Yule, as you mentioned, how does that work for you? Do you just kind of lump in Yule with Christmas? Yeah, we do. So um, luckily Yule and Christmas are basically the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) On the podcast before, I just don't have the baby Jesus, but like every other (laughs) aspect of of Christmas comes from uh, a Yule, you know, or pagan tradition. So that um, holiday is particularly easy, but um, I met my husband because I went to I went to an all girls high school with his sister and it was a Catholic high school. So he was Catholic. I was raised Catholic. Um, I obviously do not follow that anymore, but then we did not start dating until we were in our twenties. Um, and at that point I had already, like, I stopped being Catholic as soon as I, I mean, I don't think I ever really was like never fully, fully invested in that. Um, so as soon as I went to college, that was sort of just completely over, like stopped even trying to pretend to my parents that like I was going to church or anything. So he already knew that when we started dating, um, that I had changed my path completely and he's not bothered by that at all. Um, he has always been of the opinion that you do what works for you and you know, what, is, is good for you as long as you let me do, you know, what works for me. So I have no opinions or commentary when he wants to go to church on Sundays, um, or to midnight mass on Christmas Eve. I, I, I don't usually attend with him. Um, but Catholic church is pretty easy to attend. Even if you are not Catholic, I've done that, you know, to support my mom and things before. Um, you just don't, you know, go up for communion, but it's not, it's not weird and, and awkward and everybody's staring at you. It's, it's not like that at all. You just casually step out of the way. Not a big deal. Um, I think it's like one of the easier services to attend if you're not of that religion. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have no, no issues, um, with anything that he does. So he just sort of like does his own thing. And so then for Christmas, um, luckily our families live very close to each other. We bought a house in the exact same area that we both grew up in. So, um, yeah, we are very, uh, close to both of our families. So we go over for, um, Christmas morning to his parents' house with his siblings, uh, and open Christmas presents, but there's no really religious aspect to that. Um, 
that they include in that. And then later in the day, we go over to my mom um, and hang out with one of my friends comes to that as well. And not very much religious aspect to that either. So it's, it's really casual. I think everybody in these groups is sort of just respectful of you do your thing. I'll do mine. Oh, that's really cool. I'm always curious about how couples navigate having kind of different spiritual paths. So that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. I, I find it interesting too, because I think some people, um, have a bigger issue with that and they want to, cause that, that is one of the most common fights between couples, right? It's of relationship issues. It's finances, it's religion, it's politics. Yeah. Uh, that's what, that's what comes up between people. So a lot of times they recommend that you are on the same page about those things. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like we've been fine that we're you know, okay with not being on the same page and we are both steadfast in never having children. So I think that's a, a component that we don't have to worry about is like, what religion are you oh, going to yeah. raise, raise your kids? Like we don't have to consider that at all. So that definitely oh, helps. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I don't know how I would navigate that. That's really cool that you both feel so compatible. Yeah. I think it's just, um, you know, part of anything in life is just being respectful of yeah. what other people want to believe and how they want to practice that. And that doesn't just apply to spirituality or religion either. There's a lot of different ways that people are going to have different opinions from you and just be respectful of that. Yeah. That reminds me of what we were saying before about control and planning and trying to control next Christmas. (laughs) We can't really control what our partners do, even if they have the same exact beliefs as us. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a good good lesson for me all the time too, to be reminded to <laughs> let that go a little bit. <laughs> I hear you on that one. <laughs> uh, but I bet that that's part of your coaching too. Cause I know that yeah. when I try to like lose weight and diet that I like have this, you know, chokehold control idea over it. And that probably, I know from experience that that really doesn't work yeah. to be that, you know, intense over it. So I'm sure that's part of your coaching is to tell people to calm down. Right. And a lot of our weight loss or weight gain can be emotional and mental as well. It can feel like protection. And so if you're really critical of your body and fearful while you're trying to lose weight, of course, it's not going to work because you're not approaching it with the right energy. Yeah, that is incredibly important. We've talked about that on, on this podcast before too, in in various episodes of just how much your energy is going to affect the outcome, whether you realize it or not. And, you know, once you start down a witchcraft path, you realize just how much it affects like the actual things that manifest or don't in your life is totally based on your energy. Oh my gosh. Can I read you the affirmation card that I pulled today? Oh, absolutely. It is my energy creates my reality. What I focus on is what I will manifest. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. That's just like exactly, that's perfect for today, isn't it? I know, right? <laughs> like, hey, I heard that somewhere today. <laughs> do you have a specific deck that you pulled that from? I do. I have the Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein deck. Oh, nice. I don't know if I know that one. I'm going to have to look that up. Oh, it's so pretty. And they all feel so good. Oh, that, yeah, that sounds really interesting. I really like that. Yeah, I do too. Do you pull tarot or affirmation cards in the morning too? I pull tarot. I have a deck oh. from the Threads of Fate that is really pretty. So I tend to work with that. I had, um, I have an oracle, oracle deck from them as well, 
Um, but I tend to prefer the tarot cards, but affirmations sound kind of fun too. I'm going to look into that. Oh, I'm just remembering part of how I based my morning routine. And I think you were the one who said this in one of your episodes was the magic acronym, right? I did, I did bring that up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did talk about that. A lot of people have said that they really like that and that really helped them sort of focus, but that ac- I love acronyms for things. It just you see a little bit of organization there helps me out. <laughs> I did too, and I totally forgot that I heard that from you. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not invent that. I can't remember where I heard it from, um, but I did mention that on the podcast that people really enjoyed that as a way to sort of structure their mornings and get a little more spirituality yeah. and witchcraft in there because it, it can be hard in our modern society to incorporate those things as often as we would like to. Yeah. Yeah, right. And I think that's actually where I got the idea of pulling a morning card. Yeah, I I love the idea of the morning cards because it's a very quick way to incorporate it. So even if you, you know, don't have the time or inclination to get to anything else, you can at least pull one card. I love that. And I think I heard this from Gabby Bernstein, but I think she got it from A Course in Miracles, um, that a miracle is when your perception shifts from fear to love. I think I'm quoting that right. Um, And I feel like those little cards, either I get the miracle in the moment, or I, like this one, I heard you say the quote basically that was on my card and it just is so reaffirming and it feels like mini miracles. So it's like giving yourself miracles every day. Oh, I love that. That's such a beautiful sentiment. Oh, I do too. (laughs) Well, I think that is all of the questions specifically that I had and wanted to go over with you. So is there anything before I let you go that you wanted to add? So I think I'd really like to remind people, I didn't come up with this. I think yoga with Adrian, uh, she says, find what feels good all the time, but that really should be a motto for more of us uh, just to find what feels good with your health, find what feels good with what you're eating, with how you're moving, with what you're practicing. Um, and if you do that, the, the way will become clear to you. Oh, that's a lovely sentiment to add, end with. <laughs> oh, thank you. It was so fun to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here, Sam. I think that was a great you know, start for 2022 to sort of get into. I know that we've covered a lot of things that, that people mentioned in the survey of just you know, the mental health aspect, the spirituality aspect, um, incorporating those things into your day. Um, so thank you for going over what your day looks like and what your path looks like. Um, and listeners, I will have everything linked. So in case that, um, free community that Sam is offering, um, with the new moon sounds interesting to you in case her coaching sounds, coaching options sound interesting to you. I will have everything linked so you can find her easily, um, and reach out if you have any specific questions for her or for me, um, we will both be around. I will link her Instagram too. So it's easy to contact her. (laughs) And that is everything that we have for you this week. Thank you again, Sam. I really appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you so much. And I will see everyone else next week. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds. And I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters, May 17th, do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Need even more? Subscribe to Patreon and YouTube for exclusive bonus content. Order a themed witchcraft box every month through Witch Wednesdays on Etsy. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast. Find all these links and more at witchwednesdays.com.